are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Open your Bible, please, if you will. To, well, let's take uh, Joshua 24 and verse 15 to begin tonight. Joshua 24, 15, and a brief message on the right medicine for America. The right medicine for America. Joshua 24, 15, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, we'll add to that Proverbs fourteen thirty four. Righteousness is all to the nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And we'll add to that Romans six twenty three, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And we'll add to that 1 Corinthians eight thirteen. Wherefore, if meat make my brother to offend, I will eat no flesh while the world standeth, lest my brother uh, make my brother to offend. Now, the right medicine for America. My dear friend, America is sick. Our nation is sick. And that's all over it, everywhere. And people acknowledge that. It's revealed in the actions of our president. And the actions sometimes the Congress. The nation is sick. America. That's revealed in, uh, in so many ways. We see it around us. Adultery, homosexuality, and drinking, and loose living. This is common stuff today in America. Common everywhere. America's sick. Broken homes are everywhere. Half of the marriages end in divorce. In the past 30 years, we've had in America 47 million divorces. That's hard to believe. I took that out of a authoritative magazine. And uh, the same time, 18 million babies were killed by abortion. And these are facts that are given by the statisticians. You know what they're talking about. Now, uh, we've got to see what's happening. Uh, The Associated Press said uh, of the Georgia Baptists that they have 80,000 cases of child abuse in one year. 80,000 cases in one state. And the State Division of Family and Children's Services uh, said these 80,000 were, were beaten, were fondled, were raped, were starved, threatened, or otherwise abused last year in one state. Now, America's sick. And this revealed in, the, in our churches. Between 35 and 4,000 churches close their doors every year in America. They go out of business. We have fewer churches now than 20 years ago. Think of that. Fewer churches now than 20 years ago. 7,000 Southern Baptist churches last year didn't have a single convert in 12 months. 7,000 of them. They had buildings, they had pastors, had little programs, but nobody was saved, nobody baptized. Over 400 churches took the bankrupt law last year alone in one year. 400 churches took the bankrupt law, went out of business. Now, America's sick. That's revealing an educational program. The Bible and prayer are out. Licentiousness and sexual freedom are in. And listen to this. The Children's Defense Fund reports that during every 24 hours in the U.S., 437 teens, 437 every hour, are arrested for drunk driving. 1,206 unwed teens have abortion. That's every 24 hours. 1,365 unwed teens give birth. 11,512 teens drop out of school. And 3,288 teens run away from home. 135,000 teens carry guns to school. Now, these are, that's from the Children's Defense Fund. Uh, in America. America's sick. Now, floods will not cure us, and uh, storms will not take it away. Famines will fail, and fires will fail, and everything fails. Depression fails. The right medicine for America, not in laws and police and head and penitentiaries, education, hospital, and campaign. The right medicine is in the Word of God. The right medicine for America. Now, I'm disturbed. I'm an American. This is my country. 
and you are the same. We have visitors here like missionaries or other places, but we're, we're thinking of our nation tonight. America's sick. Is there right medicine for America? Yes, there is. Number one. The right medicine for America is the Word of God. I believe in this invaluable, inerrant Word. I believe in the Bible. This is God's Word, God's eternal Word. The greatest book in the world is the Bible. And yet Americans turn away from it. And most folks know nothing about the Bible at all. They hide the Bible. They shun the Bible. They're afraid of the Bible. But all Scripture give me inspiration of God. All Scripture. And here's the greatest book in the world. Now, what should we do with the book? We should read the Word of God. Read the Word of God. I travel all the time in meetings, and I'm a little bit amazed. People come up and ask me to sign the Bible. I sign their Bibles, but I take it and flip it open. I say, have you read the Bible through? I haven't had a single one to say yes yet. Not a one. Not a one. Have you read the Bible all the way through? All the way through. Most of you haven't either. Most of you have skipped the Old Testament. And great portions of the Word of God you've ignored completely. Now, wait a minute. The right medicine for America is the Word of God. Read the Word of God. Read the Word of God. A little smart fellow came to me in Memphis the other day and said, I want you to sign my Bible. And I took the Bible and started to sign it. I said, son, you ought to read this. I said, I'll read the Bible at all. And I honored him. I didn't sign it either. Now, too many people are collecting Bibles but not reading them. They collect Bibles. They buy them. They collect them. Now, read the Word of God. Read the Word of God. And I was visiting a lady in Chattanooga on a matter of sickness. And I, went, I said, uh, ma'am, if you'll get your Bible, I'll read the Bible to you. And we'll have prayer together. She went over and opened up the bottom drawer of her dresser and took the Bible out. It was in a box. She opened up the box, took the Bible out. A brand new spotless Bible. I said, ma'am, I want the Bible. You read all. Oh, she said, this is the only Bible I have. I said, why do you? Oh, I said, I want to keep it safe. I don't want to get dirty. I keep it in the box, in the, in the Lord's drawer of the dresser. Oh, wait a minute. There are too many people like that. Now, read the Word of God. The right medicine for America is in the Word of God. Read the Bible and believe the Bible and obey the Word of God and do what God... And defend the Bible. Stand for the Word of God and say, this is God's book and I believe it. Now, preach the Word of God. Preach it. Preach it. Sunday after Sunday. Day after day. Week after week. And give the Word of God. Then teach in your Sunday school. Teach the Word of God. People do not know the Word. And our Sunday school class are failing in many places. They're not doing the job. In your Sunday school class, you teachers, give the Word of God, emphasize the Word of God, and point it out to them. Now, I'm here tonight because of a Sunday school teacher who is faithful. Her name is Mrs. Daisy Halls, a little country lady, who stood before a class at Cedar Creek Baptist Church in Louisville, Kentucky, on the old Bargetown Road, and gave me the message of the gospel from the Bible. That little teacher, that little teacher, and as a result of that little Sunday school teacher, I became a child of God. I followed my Lord. I knew I was saved then. Now, the right medicine is the Word of God. Secondly, the right medicine for America is the will of God. First, the Word of God. Hold it now. Second, the will of God. God's will is ignored today. When Saul of Tarsus met Christ on the road to Damascus, he said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? God, a will for you, a will for your life, a will for your home, a will for your business, a will for our nation. He had a will for Israel. Had a will. Now, concern yourself with the will of God. And you're saying tonight, well, Brother Robertson, I don't know God's will. That's your fault. God will reveal His will to you if you'll ask Him to. You're on your knees in prayer, He will show you what He wants you to do. You read the book and pray. He has a will for every person. Again, His will will bring peace of heart and happiness to your life. Unrest, unhappiness, distress are yours when you turn from the will of God. 
God's will. Young man, has God called you to preach? Then preach. Young lady, God called you to be a missionary? Then be a missionary. Whatever it may be, God has a will for your life. And you're to say, Lord, I want to be in your will, in your holy will. Then there must be direction, submission, and evaluation and direction. And keep God's will right before you all the time. And say, this is it. I want to do the will of God. I began back in Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, saved at 14, and then I went to school at the University of Louisville, graduated, went to Southern Baptist Seminary, went to Southern Baptist, and, and all of that. But in those days, I did a lot of singing. I studied music, I took some piano, and I took a voice for a long, long time from big, big teachers, and I sang. I had a program on WHS in Louisville. I went to Nashville, Tennessee, the WSM in Nashville. I had a set program there, paid for it. And I liked to sing. I enjoyed it. And uh, I, I, I was preaching, preaching every Sunday, every Wednesday night. But I enjoyed the singing part of it. And I'd sing on radio. And uh, they paid, the, in many cases in that time, were paying for our singers to come in. And I enjoyed all of it. But one day I said, you know, maybe there's something I ought to do. And uh, I went to the Nashville Conservatory of Music in, in Nashville, Tennessee. I knew the man. Was, I knew about the man there, Mr. DeLuca, a famous tenor from Metropolitan Opera Company, was head of the, of the, uh, the conservatory. I went inside, asked for him, and he met me. I said, sir, I want you to hear me sing. And I was just a young man in my early 20s. And he threw some music down. I sang it for him. He said, good. He walked out. He came back to the paper. said, sign the paper. He said, uh, I'll take you on to my student. And uh, I said, well, sir, what does that mean? He said, well, uh, I'll take you on as, as my student. And you're, I'll teach you. And he said, you will sing in my direction. And uh, so on. And he got through in a little while. I said, sir, I didn't tell you, but I'm a Baptist preacher. I've got a church out here in Greenbrier, Tennessee. I, pay, I, preach, I preach Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, three times a week, and sometimes every night in the week. And uh, I lead the singing. I do it all. And uh, he said, that's nothing at all. Give it up. Give it up. Get the lady. He said, uh, sign the paper and take my contract, and uh, I'll guarantee what you'll get in the future, and you do what I say. I said, no, sir, I couldn't do that. I said, I've been called to preach. He didn't understand that at all. I said, sir, I can't I have a contract back. And uh, he said, you're not going to sign. I said, no, sir. He took the contract and, and tore it up and said, you're a fool. I walked out of there. I got in my old Chevrolet car, barely run down the hill. And I drove away, the happiest man in the world. I knew I said yes to the Lord. I, I said yes to his direction. Now, the right direction for your life. The right direction for America. The will of God. And this brings peace to your heart. And will give God's direction. You surrender yourself. To the will of God. The will of God for your life. Young man, young woman, get in the will of God. Mother and dad, stay in the will of God. And say, this is God's will for me. The right medicine for America, the will of God. Now, we've touched the word of God. The right medicine, the word of God. The right medicine, the will of God. Number three, the right medicine for America is the work of God. The work of God. That's what you're emphasizing here in this meeting. The work of God. The winning of souls. Getting missionaries to the field. Getting the job done. How commonplace uh, that sounds. But my dear friend, that's divine. That's holy. You're on holy ground. Soul winning is a holy business. Witnessing is a holy business. And you're on God's side when you do that. And if God be for us, who can be against us? And you get on God's side and be a witness for it and give the sword. Now, the right medicine is a return to the work of God. That means a return to prayer. We need to pray and pray much. Pray more. All of us believe in prayer, but the mighty power of prayer. Prayer can make your trying days triumphant days. Begin the day with prayer. Kneel down to Him in prayer. Lift up your heart to His abode and seek His love to share. And pray. Prayer is work. It's work. It's hard sometimes. But you have to make yourself say, I'm returning to the matter of the work of God, and the work of God is prayer. And I'm going to pray and seek the God face of God. Again, it means return to worship. 
The worship of God. Faithfulness in worship. My little motto, three to thrive. Sunday morning, Sunday, Wednesday night. I've given that for years and years. Worshiping God. Coming to church. Wednesday night, all the time. Now, America can be changed quickly. Quickly, if somebody lead the way. But it had to be somebody with convictions. Somebody will do the job. And will say, this is it. The president doesn't go to church. He's a Baptist. Huh? And uh, on and on. But I'm just pointing out the fact that, that, that we need to come back and settle many problems, all of them, by the matter of coming back, returning to the worship house, a place of prayer, and the worship of God. Then the right medicine is compassion, a concern for the souls of men. The right medicine in sinful America. The recognition of sin. We don't know what sin is. We, we forget what sin does, what sin means. And we turn away in the transgression of the law, and we fail to understand the right medicine. And the right, a, rep- a repentance for sin, a godly sorrow, David weeping over his sins, and a return to godliness, godly living, and holy living, and a return to a concern for others. Now, the right medicine, compassion. We must have it. We must care. We must be concerned about people at home and abroad, people, English people, all speaking people, people everywhere, lost and condemned and bound for hell without Christ. We've got to be concerned, a concern for others. Now, I'm here tonight because somebody cared. And somebody told me how to be saved, a little Sunday school teacher. And I accepted Christ. And you need that same concern. What God can do when men are concerned and women are concerned. I had a man to come forward to Holland Park years ago. Made a profession of faith. I baptized him. Man of some years. His name was M.J. Parker. Parker came in. And I remember when he got in there. Just an ordinary looking man. Good Clean-looking fellow, getting saved late in life. But he said, Brother Robertson, I want to do everything I can for God. I want people to be saved. I've missed this for a long time. And now I'm saved. I'm born again. I want to help others to be saved. He said, let me get a bus and bring people in. I said, go ahead. He rented an old bus. He brought the thing in, packed and jammed with people. And he said, could I get another? I said, go and get another one. And he got another one. M.J. Park, a businessman. Had a good business. But he got a bus and began running by and running all over our city. He brought people in and people get saved. Uh, scores of them were brought to Christ. And finally, uh, we got together and we bought 35 brand new buses, big ones, brand new buses. Put him in charge of all of them. M.J. Parker. M.J. Parker. And that man worked night and day and those buses were filled up. I never had to worry. They came on on time Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday night, three times a week. They were packed and jammed. And the souls saved. Many of them are preachers of the gospel. Many missionaries around the world now came off those buses. got saved off the buses. And God did it all. Uh, and a concern. And this great concern of M.J. Parker. M.J. Parker. And if you'd go around Holland Park and mention they may know it now. But he became ill after some years of faithful service in the hospital. I prayed and stayed with him as much as I could. And then he passed away. I had the service. They took the body out to Greenwood Cemetery. And I finished reading the scripture and praying at the graveside. And I, I turned to walk away. And his wife said, Brother Robertson, let me speak to you for a moment. I went aside. She said, I don't think you knew this. But said, MJ never finished the third grade in school. I didn't know that. He had no education whatsoever. He was self-trained. He had to pick it up himself along the way. But she said, when MJ got saved, he said, this is for everybody. I want people to know it. And he said, I want to get out and get them. And he did get them. By the thousand, they came in. We baptized her in my years in Holland Park, 63,000 people. 
We saw the hand of God. But much of it came through one little man. Uh, educate. And to stand on one side, she said, my husband never finished the third grade in school. Barely read and write. But God used him mightily. He used him because he had compassion. A compassion for the lost. And you should have the right thing. A compassion. And that's something you need. Not, not more recreation. We have enough of that. Not more games. We have all of that we need. And not a matter of more school. We have quite a few of them now. But the right medicine is a godly, heavenly compassion. Now, I give you very hurriedly the right medicine. The Word of God, the will of God, and the work of God. Got it? The Word of God, God's holy Word. The will of God, God's will for your life and my life. And oh, my friend, I want to stay in His will. I want to stay in His will. I've been at this for many, many years. And at 89, I'm still saying, Lord, I want to be in your will. I want to do what he wants me to do. The word of God, the will of God, and the work of God. Three very simple things. Now respond to that and say tonight, I'm going to give myself to a new study of the Bible. I'm going to give myself uh, once again to an application to the thought, I want the will of God to be done in my life. You know why there's so many miserable people? They're not in the will of God. You know why many homes break up? They're not in the will of God. Businesses fail, not the will of God. Christians fail, you're not the will of God. You say, Lord, I want to be in your will. The word of God, the will of God, and the work of God. I want to see people brought to the Savior. I want to see people saved and born again. The major work of God, the winning of others to Christ. I know if we had a tent meeting on the edge of Birmingham, Alabama. Big, big tent. Crowds were coming and people getting saved. And one night I'm up there preaching. And uh, a fellow rode by on a motorcycle. And loud motorcycle exhaust popping up and big noise. And he raised his voice and he shouted, Hallelujah, praise God, Amen. Laughing at the service. He rode on down the road. Turned around and came back and did the same thing again. But that night at the end of the service, I gave an invitation. And down the aisle walked a man and a woman and a young lady. I had the joy of leading them to the Lord, all three of them. They were saved, the mother and father and daughter. And when I got the name... And they were standing up the front lawn with other converts. Somebody came to me and said, do you know who they are? I said, no. They said, that's the mother and father and sister of the boy on the motorcycle. They're riding down the road, ridiculing the servant and shouting, hallelujah, praise God, amen. And I said, well, I'll see that boy tomorrow. I'll see him and talk to him right away. I didn't get to. That very night, that boy was killed. He rode his motorcycle into Bessemer, Alabama. Got on the highway between Bessemer and Tuscaloosa. And riding at high speed Rode it into a truck and was killed instantly. And the news came back of his death. I called a pastor and told a pastor. I heard about it and he said, I'll get to see the family right away. You don't want to talk to them. And uh, he did see them. And they said, we want the funeral service in the tent. Now the boy lost. Mother, father, and sister had just been saved the night before. Just got saved. They said, we want the service in the tent. And uh, the pastor said, uh, well, if that's what you want, we'll do it. But I, I, don't, I don't like it. But we'll, we'll have it. And they did have it in the tent. And the pastor preached and gave an invitation. Many were saved. But when it was all the pastor came around to me and he had his hand outstretched. He said, Brother Robinson, look at him. I looked. He said, do you see it? I said, no, sir. I didn't see your hands. He said, they're bloody. That little family that got saved, mother and father and sister got saved first, lived down the road for me a half a mile. I've driven by their home thousands of times. I've never stopped to see them. 
And when the, they came the other night and got saved the other night, and the boy on the motorcycle, their son, riding by, and they got saved, I said, I'll see that boy tomorrow. But the boy got killed that night. Died without any faith in Christ at all. He had failed. Now, my friend, I'm driving home to your own hearts tonight. Do what God says with your life. Just one life will soon be passed, only what's done for Christ will last. And don't waste that life. And the right thing, hold to the right thing. The right answer for America, the right answer for you. The Word of God and your obedience to the message of God. Let God have His way. The right medicine for you, for me, and for everyone. Tonight God may be calling some of you to preach or teach or work, missionary, I don't know. Tonight God may be singing about your home. God may be singing to some of you, go back home and get your Bible and have a family altar. Read your Bible and pray with your family tonight before you go to bed. Huh? And you say, Lord, I want to do your will. The right medicine for America is the Word of God. Follow God's Word and God's prescription. God will bless you. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, PreachTheBible.org. If you enjoy Christian music and programming, visit knvbc.com for Christian music you can trust.